You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You're goddamn right, I do. One chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore. You are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. It's called Pirate Radio. We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, uh, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzer. I'm totally gonna use that, too. <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of At The Diner, the flagship podcast here on the Great Geek Refuge. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am the editor-in-chief of our website. It is greatgeekrefuge.com. Lots of great articles, lots of great podcasts for your reading or listening pleasure. Today, we are going to be talking about the latest release in the MCU's storied history, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Joining me for this episode, as always, when it comes to things here at the diner, I've got my two stalwart co-hosts. You know them, you love them. We've got MC Brooks, we've got James Rambo. Fellas, let's jump right into Quantum Mania. Let's jump into the mania and handle the insanity that's going on. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. I'm not going to do any hyperbole. I'm not going to do the stuff that you're seeing on the internet right now of everybody just like, man, everybody just loves trying to like take Marvel down and then try to kick them when they're down proverbially. And like, I think that there's a certain amount of this that people know that because it's a Disney owned thing and because Disney quote unquote is woke that like, it's the popular thing to do. They know that if they can go after this thing, that it's going to get clicks, it's going to get read, it's going to get read, it's going to get shared, all of this shit. Because that's the popular thing to do right now. Is it, it, Like literally every single time I see Disney mentioned by some sort of like right-leaning thing, the word woke is in front of Disney. So they're doing the same thing to Marvel. And anytime there's a character that is um, younger or is non-binary or is a person of color or, oh, for the love of God, they're a woman. Um, all of a sudden there's this big backlash and outcry. And it's just like, the, the other thing that's, that's killing me with this is like all of these people who are acting like these characters that they know and cherish and love, like we'll get into it in more detail, but like people defending the honor of Modoc is just like fucking baffling to me. Like, how dare you take this cherished character that I love and I dressed up for as Halloween. Fucking nobody dressed up as Modoc for Halloween. Like- Correction. Oh God, tell me you dressed up as Modoc. I did. <laughs> Outstanding. That is fucking wonderful. I will also add to that. I love that character. He's so fucking ridiculous. And yeah. I love what they did with, the, with him in this movie. Just saying. Just don't be a dick. Like, <laughs> I don't know how to not be a dick. Um, oh, yeah. By the way, spoilers. We're going to spoil the shit out of this movie. Um, it's, it's crazy to me to think that people are now purposefully looking for fault with these movies. And it's crystallized in one tweet that our good buddy, Mr. MC Brooks, shared with us in the chat. When that first wave, first like two or three waves of Marvel movies came out, what was the thing that everybody was saying? Man, I really wish that they wouldn't do the same formula over and over and over again. I'm tired of these origin stories. 
there's a formula and they just keep following the formula and then now the new wave of movies comes out i really wish they'd go back to the old formula because this new creative shit is boring and i don't like it how come there's ladies and i don't get it like it's <laughs> you can't win uh-oh <laughs> sorry you got really excited sorry. there for a second yeah yeah for something that'll come up in this episode Ooh. Yeah. You see what he did there, folks? That's a pro move. That's called a tease. Yes. Um, And it's specifically in reference to what I said in the chat earlier. Nice. I'm excited about this. Um, I'm not saying that this is the greatest MCU movie that's ever been released. I still think that that falls on uh, Winter Soldier. Um, I think that this did exactly what it was supposed to do. It was supposed to introduce the big bad. It was supposed to make him threatening and menacing and scary. And boy, did fucking Jonathan Majors kill it in this movie, dude. Like, this guy is going to be great. Um, I thought, I, I really thought that Ant-Man, I, I really thought that Paul Rudd just killed it in this. I thought that um, Michelle Pfeiffer was fantastic in this. What is the actress's name that plays uh, his his daughter? Is Catherine Watts? Yeah, she was great as well. Um, Michael Douglas, just yeah, like everybody that Catherine was in Newton. 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 Thank yeah, you, right, Catherine Newton. Newton. That, yeah, yeah. Um, everybody that showed up in this movie was fantastic, except for Bill Murray. Fuck Bill Murray. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about that later if you want to. But like everybody else that was in this movie just did an outstanding job. The only thing that I missed, man, man, I really wish we had gotten some Michael Pena in this. Like, I fucking love that dude. Like, I I even know where they could have put it if when he had come back from the quantum realm and like he's there and he's like, what happened? And then he gives Michael Pena's character a Michael Pena. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) That would have been funny as shit. Yeah. I, I, I wonder. I, I wonder too, because I told you guys that the original cut of this was over three hours. So I wonder if he did do stuff for it, and it just yeah. didn't make this final version. Yeah, yeah. It's. I enjoyed this movie. Again, was it the best? No. It also wasn't the worst. Okay, this was not the Eternals, where like you start checking your watch halfway through it, and you're like, "Fuck, I still have another two hours to go." Like. It wasn't the Eternals. It didn't drag ass. It wasn't um, Thor the Dark World where you're like, I don't even know what the fuck's going on right now. Like, there was a lot good in this movie. And the fact that it's getting trashed on the internet is like, I don't get it. I really don't. And like, it's it's frustrating from my end too because like you hear so many people, they, they love their, they love using that word. I'm going to use it again, woke. Like, oh, look, uh, the money, the movie didn't make as much money the second week. Uh, go woke, go broke. It's just like, fucking stop, man. Jesus. And like, oh, it was too ridiculous. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Have you never read the comic books? Like this big, weird, ridiculous shit is, is exactly what they're supposed to be doing in this particular phase. Like, to quote our good buddy, the professor, bring on the weird shit. Give me that weird shit. This is what I want. Like, you can't always do real grounded shit when it's all based on comic books. There's a lot of weird shit out there in the MCU. I'm stepping down from my soapbox. Gentlemen, take the reins. Mr. Rambo, you start us off this time. Give me your thoughts on Quantumania. You liked what you didn't like, all of that stuff. Um, I, I enjoyed it. It's, it's, uh, it's a silly Ant-Man movie that isn't always silly. Um, Jonathan Majors is an incredible standout as Kang. I, he, I wasn't in any way surprised by him. Uh, but that's not in any, that's not also, also not a, an indictment of his performance. He's always fucking great. Like every time I see him on something, he's phenomenal. Um, and getting to see him talk about his approach to the character and like how they worked out, like how, like what his speech patterns would be like, and you know how what how what what would his accent sound like if he speaks all languages? How do you speak? Um, you know the the speed with which he says things. Um, I I like the idea that Kang is always kind of like he speaks in absolutes, like this is going to happen. You're going to do this. Um, which there's an implication of both uh you're going to do this because i want to and you're going to do this because i've seen the future and you already have um 
the fact they have like they have the fucking time chair like that that's a thing <laughs> um the the costume is just the costume straight up um this is the most visually interesting i thought uh or at least visually dynamic of any of the mc movies so far um there's some weird wild shit going on in this movie um i i love the way they set up modok as you know the hunter uh kanga sent the hunter after after uh, uh your friends um and the way they then kind of set that up further like you start getting like little glimpses of like like a missile dropping or you know a blur of something and then you see the fucking pink buzz saws and it's modok and it's not modok made badass it's just fucking modok and i thought it was yeah i thought that was really funny um a buddy of mine was complaining about the fact that like uh cross's face just looked kind of weird and he thought that there needed to be more work done on uh on that modeling and i'm like i don't think it's the model i think it's always just gonna look that fucking strange when you yeah. have your, the human face at that scale and in those proportions um I, I loved his tiny little arms and legs. I loved his tiny little SpongeBob SquarePants ass that you see. Uh, his little baby he, legs. <laughs> when he when he gets brought out of the the goo and then put into the suit, you can just see his tiny like I, I if you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google SpongeBob butt and you will see exactly what I mean. Um, I yeah I I the the things that bum me out were like. I had hoped for more tragedy in the end. There were a couple of moments where I'm like, oh, I wish they had done that. Oh, I wish they'd done this. Um, Cause I, I, I don't know what Paul Rudd's co uh, contract looks like going forward. And I was genuinely like, shit, are they gonna kill Ant-Man? Oh, I thought they were leading up to that when when him and Cassie are standing there and they're both big and they're talking to each other about like, oh, yeah, no, are you hungry? Oh, I'm so hungry. Uh, and something about citrus. I always want citrus. They were doing that long, drawn out conversation. I yeah. was like, he's going to get stabbed through the chest or some shit. Like, I, I just saw it coming and I'm kind of glad it didn't happen. But I thought Kane yeah. was going to kill him in their last fight. I did, too. Um, I thought that was a very real possibility. And then when that didn't happen... I'm like, oh, they're stuck in the quantum realm. Cool. That's that's an interesting change in the status quo. And then they just immediately had her open the portal up. And I was like, oh, yeah. You just undercut any tension you built. Okay. Cool. Um, a thing that I was really noticing was how many times the term quantum realm was said. Like, if you made that a drinking game, everyone would ha have alcohol poisoning, poisoning like 20 minutes in. Um, it just really stood out, uh, like, like that, that, that's some dialogue that could have used adjusting. Um, I just wish they would have looked at the camera every time they did it. Uh, <laughs> I think we're stuck in the quantum realm. realm. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? I, I think that, um, it's William Jackson Harper is his name. Yeah. Uh, was totally fucking wasted in that movie. Uh, that, he was the telepath, the guy who was in. Um, yeah. He was very funny. He yeah. Did a, yeah, he was in, he's in a good place. Yeah. Uh, he did a great job with what he was given. Uh, he is a better actor than that character deserves. And they, it feels very much yeah. like they wasted him on um, a teeny little side character uh, that I, I'm honestly not sure if it's a new character or not. Um, I think it is. Some people think it may, it may have been like a, a I think there's a character named Quasar that may have been like some like it, like some taking some inspiration from that, but for the most part, there isn't like some telepath because even that character doesn't yeah. have telepath power. So people were so like people were like it. It sounds like it may just be something new that they created for just for yeah, which reason. is you know that's fine. Um, it's entirely possible that I'll you know talk but I, to. But I also I also think the fact that people like the fact that people thought that it was based on the character that's already pre-established means that they thought him being in that role was going to matter more than it actually did and it yes. turns out it didn't yes absolutely i can see that um i am not i'm not irritated that 
you know, would I have liked to see him as Reed Richards? Sure. Um, I'm not irritated that he wasn't Reed. I'm irritated that that actor was in that role, which we will likely never see again. Uh, I mean, it's just likely that he'll pop up again, but it's entirely possible we'll never see him. Um, I mean, it doesn't mean that he still can't be Reed Richards. I mean, like, that's the thing about the whole, like... It, uh, it does. I mean, like... Because think about it, we, we, we've gotten a read already in yeah. Multiverse Madness, which we are, I think, at this point, kind of presuming that Krasinski's not coming back in that role, seemingly. More than likely. Yeah. So that means that they're going to... I don't think that they're going to want to have three versions of Reed, at least it's, in that. It, it would just yeah, feel like it would be a lot. Wasn't the um, the the first mid credit scene that was in the comics? That was the Council of Reeds, wasn't it? Instead of the Council of Kangs, like the whole like arena full of. I like, mean, there definitely is a Council of Reeds. It, it, yeah, but I I don't rightly know that there isn't a Council of Kangs as well. I mean, it would make sense. I th- like, I, I think there is. I don't know if that's their name, though. If it's, they're called the council. I mean, I, I can say that that of the three characters that showed up, I could name two of them. Um, it's one's Ramata, I, the other is Immortus. Uh, but I'm not sure about the third. Yeah, Immortus, Ramata, one, one Kang, one is, and then one's uh, Iron Lad, a, isn't it? Uh, prime, yeah, Iron. I don't know if Iron Lad was there, but there's uh, Prime Kang was there apparently also. Okay. Um. Someone did. Someone had a. There was a. I have to find the article, but someone listed as many as they could recognize from what they did mm. do, because it was said that Jonathan Majors uh, did for that scene was in at least twenty different outfits. Jesus. Um. Based. Yeah. Based. That that were actually based on ver- versions of Kang that have popped up at some point in Marvel Comics history. I I love how fucking goofy that sequence was because that shit was silly uh that's not a complaint um but i i i think that's also something that is not necessarily being ignored but isn't necessarily being noted is this is a very comic booky comic book movie this is a movie that is not it's not that it's not taking itself seriously it is but we are now into, um, we're, we're now at a point where they're doing big, crazy comic shit. And that could be a bridge too far for some people. Um, yeah. One of the reasons that uh, uh, Winter Soldier works as well as it does is very direct, very straightforward. Um, there are weird sci-fi things in there, but not that extreme um they're all like fairly practical um and this is a movie it's like no um there's actually secret universes that are microscopic and beyond microscopic uh and in those worlds um they uh can drink the goo from the body of one of the creatures there and there's a universal translator and that's just one of the ideas uh, yeah. There's a guy who has a, a, a big, like, microscope lens for a head, and he can shoot lasers out of it, uh, and that's not even the focus of the movie. And, and like, like, so, like, the, the 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 sheer volume of wackadoo shit going on in this movie is pretty high, uh, pretty vast. Um, so I don't fault anybody for being like, this is too much. Cool, that's fine. This if this is the point where you checked out for this story. Understandable. Um, but there's a difference between I, I don't appreciate this and this is bad. Those are very different things. Um, I do think that, uh, buddy of mine made made a great point, which was, this is very clearly a Fantastic Four story that the Ant-Man family got slotted into, um, because this is exactly the kind of shit Fantastic Four would would, would do and, and get involved with. Um just weird wild stories um yeah no i tell you i'm looking forward to watching it again um i'm very excited to see more of kang um i'm i'm bummed for uh what's her name 
Uh, Emma Furman. Emma Furman is the the woman the original who played. Cassie, right? She was she's Cassie. The and, Cassie the well, she wasn't the original. She she's the second. She's the second. The second, like, okay, the, the second yeah. yeah, the the original actor was just too young. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Catherine Newton didn't do anything that really blew my mind in this role. <laughs> like she's not bad, but she like she was fine. Yeah. She was saying exactly. She was fine. But I'm also the mind that's like, but you know, Emma Furman would probably be fun, would probably be fine too. And Catherine Newton is just higher profile. Uh, so they recast and you know, all right, fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, and for anyone who watches them was like, oh, I can't believe their liberal politics are in the second movie. Good. Good. I made you uncomfortable. I hope you seeing and hearing it, um, made you have to really think about why it bothered you. Uh, if it didn't, I hope it just gave you a fucking diaper rash for the rest of the day. Um, go to hell. I hate you. I want I want you guys just to play this game with me for just a quick second. Okay. I want you to stop. I want you to think of the scene where Michael Douglas describes ants as socialists. Just stop and, and imagine how many people, how many white men in particular, got so mad. Just, just enjoy this. Enjoy this with me. Enjoy how mad they got. Just hearing him say that word, because man, that word, just, whew, man, they hate that word. And like, <laughs> even if he's properly defining the word, like there were so many butt hurt people about that. Oh, Cassie's protesting things. How dare the damn work? Just oh, just so many mad people. So many mad, angry white dudes. It's so great. <laughs> Oh, just enjoy it. Just, um, mm, it's delicious. I'm enjoying every drop of this. Continue to complain about this, losers. Like, <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Yep. MC, fuck right in the eye. <laughs> what say you about quantum mania? Yeah, no, I, um, I really enjoyed this movie. I, I was, I was actually quite surprised. Like I, I love. I finished watching this movie, having the the same feeling that I had after a few other ones, um, which is like, did like did we watch the same movie? Because I'm not, I'm not sure why the reaction is what it is. Uh, considering like I I really enjoyed it. I like, for me like this movie one. It's not a particularly long movie. It's still it's under two hours. You know all things considered, um, you know the. It doesn't for for people that complain so much about how much set up these movies. If it, it felt like this movie, five minutes in, they're in the quantum realm, and then we're just there for the rest of the movie. So it doesn't take long to kind of get to the action bits or the the main story bits. I I mean I I, I kind of just I just I did I didn't really understand the reaction to it. I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. Um, I told you guys as soon as I finished it, like Jonathan Majors, like very clearly stands out. And it's not that everyone else's performances were bad or lackluster or didn't have, uh, didn't have effort put in. It's just that he was just really fucking good in the role. Yeah. <laughs> and he very, he very clearly stood out in, in, in ways that like he was like, I don't know if you all had the feeling, but I felt very unsettled. Like every time we were spending any extended amount of time with him. Cause I just felt, I just kind of felt like that, like at any given moment, like this shit could really just go fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think. And I lo- what, and the, oh, go, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think one of the things that's going to be, um, It's going to be one of those things where this is going to take a couple movies or TV shows that he's in for you to realize the impact of what happened here. Yeah. Is that like when he's talking about like Rambo, you said everything's so like finite. This happens. This is how this goes. And when he starts being right, it's going to fuck people up, dude, because yeah. he's going like he lost at the end. But did he? Yeah. Because Scott even said that at the end of the movie. It was like, yeah, but wait a minute. Didn't he warn me about this? Oh, fuck. Did I ruin this whole thing? Ah, it's probably oh. no big deal. Yeah, like, we're, we're going we're gonna to get to oh, that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but like, <laughs> I, I think yeah. that I think that this is the thing. And like for anybody who is knows enough about Kang and how he works and how he's like involved with time and like 
it's just a matter of time until he figures this all out. Like, yeah. I think we that's going to be the thing that blows everybody's mind about this. And also, we didn't see a body. Certainly you not. Yeah. I mean, we, we we thought Yellow Jacket was done for, and then he pops up in <laughs> he uh, he pops up as Modok in, in in this movie. You know, there's every a very real chance that Kang ends up in some probability storm, just like he did, and we don't know what he will look what he will be like or look like. You know, if he ends if that version of him ends up um popping back popping back up again and and i and mike i think you're right too because in saying that i i think one of the things that people aren't connecting is that like this also had like like what we're seeing what we saw in this movie also kind of put spotlight on things we witnessed prior like in the final episode of loki when we had that the four statues of Kang, but one had been clearly knocked over and destroyed. Yeah. Which was a reference to the Kang that it was exiled for some reason. Uh, so I think I think it is going to probably end up being that, like, we're going to look back at it. And then also with just the way Marvel works, too, like, kind of like how with WandaVision, they did a lot. They kind of added on to make Age of Ultron probably feel more like a more complete movie than it had been. So people look back a little bit more favorably on it now that we have additional information about Wanda, about Vision, about every about everything. It this that'll probably end up being the case here when we see Kang pop up in other films, um, and, and especially in reference to the the post credit scenes with the Council. And with what uh, the second one with uh, with Loki season two, like it's just, they're, they're going to end up adding lore that's going to ultimately make people look back at this a bit more favorably than they probably do right now. But ultimately, like I, I, I've never really understood why people have disliked Ant, the Ant Man films to begin with, because I've always thought that they were fun. Like I don't, I didn't go into them thinking they were they were going to be like top five all time movies. They were fun, and Paul Rudd is 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 really good in the role. Michael Douglas has been really good. Uh, like I've I've enjoyed the shit out of these out of these movies, and I don't know. People for some reason just have not gravitated towards these, and and think that these are like towards like the bottom tier of the MCU for some reason. Um, but yeah, Jonathan Majors was great. Michelle Pfeiffer, I think, was like right under him in terms of performance. Oh, yeah. She was really fucking. She was really great. All through all all throughout this, um, uh, Paul Rudd was great. <laughs> I particularly liked him playing the different versions of himself, and then yeah. also kind of the symbolism of like him, him and his variants behaving and operating the way ants would in that in that entire sequence right there. Um, that was all. I literally all... didn't even put that together until you just said it. Fuck. Oh yeah, no, and it's it's the same yeah. it's the same shot from. The first movie when the ants are all picking him up yep. and putting him just, into yep. or out of just, the out of the pipe. Bravo! Yeah. Just yeah. fucking well done. I didn't even know. I didn't even think about that until just now. Yeah. 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 It's just, Jesus. It's like I, I very much. I I really just thought. Uh, yeah. The movie was just. It, it was really good. It made me very excited for what's to come. Um, yeah. And, and even in 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 like I'm part of me is also hoping that maybe we get like eventually we'll get a like director's cut like we can i'm i'll be very curious to see what the deleted scenes from this will be that that will inevitably be released and if they will provide uh any additional uh context like uh, i was watching something earlier that had a deleted scene from i want to say ant-man and the wasp or maybe the first ant-man um where we we see uh janet uh talking to some of the creatures down there like kind of you, you it's kind of like a foreshadowing that we know that she had she formed relationships with people while she was down there and it, it was a deleted scene from an earlier movie and i hadn't even seen it or even had known about it prior to to uh seeing the the, the video I watched earlier um so i think i'll be really curious to see kind of what they decide uh what scenes um that got cut if if they end up you know, containing information about where the future um, is 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 ultimately headed, um, and and also just want to say that I think a little bit of the backlash too is kind of like what I like people's expectations for for this, and maybe what they were expecting this movie to be, 
and them getting way more excited. Like, I really think a lot of people were way more excited about Kang being in this than about Ant-Man. And the fact that the this focused so much on the Ant family, and you don't even, Kang doesn't even pop in until much later in the film. People are mad because why is Kang not there from the beginning wrecking shop and, and, and fucking shit up from, from jump? And it's like, well, it's not his movie. Of course, like, he's, he's a big part of it, but it's, it's, it's ultimately is not his film and a lot of the story that we're getting is getting told to us through the through the ant family and through and through scott and the fact that like is is the fact that like scott has an arc in this movie from going from seemingly being a retired avenger because that seems to be the implication at the very beginning he has yep. a he has a, a book a book out he's he's going on tour you know, he really wants to spend time with Cassie because that's the thing he didn't really get to to have with with everything that that had taken place. Yeah, he seemed like a person that was done, and 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 ultimately ends up getting dragged back into it, and ultimately kind of validated his status as an Avenger. You know, in in a way that you know the public at large really didn't know of him in the way in the way that they know about Iron Man and Cap and and some of the others. And I think all of that is just is just awesome. And I, and I, now that I think about it, it also follows this theme that we've been seeing in MCU, MCU movies recently, where our heroes are now having a focus on parenthood. We saw it with Thor at the end of Thor four. We saw it in Wakanda Forever, and now this is also following that yeah. theme. This thing, this there was not as much focus on Scott and Hope's relationship as it was with uh, Scott and Cassie. Yeah. And Cassie having a much bigger role than uh, than um, Hope did, but, which isn't to say that she wasn't a big part of it, but clearly wasn't a focus. It, the focus was, was, was elsewhere. But all that being said, I um, you know, I, I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the film. Um, I'm, it made me very excited for 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 what's to come. Um, uh, Mike, you mentioned something earlier about Paul Rudd's contract. So it's already like someone that Marvel kind of let slip that there have already begun talks about an Ant-Man 4 movie. Um, that's the, 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 they, that's something that they're, they're talking about doing. And when asked about it, Paul Rudd kind of gave that, oh, I don't know anything about that. I couldn't even say anything about that if I knew anything about that kind of answers. Yeah. And so, like that kind of that kind of implies to me that like he'll they'll, they'll if they are going to uh, kill off someone, per, per, perhaps they'll do it there, or maybe they'll do an Ant Man four to establish Cassie. So when they inevitably do a Young Avengers, you know that that can be the the focus. The Ant Man four can be a th I, I can see that being a thing where it's like a, a passing of the like a full on passing of the torch. Um, in the way that we saw Hank to Scott, and this one can be Scott to Cassie, in terms of go be your own hero. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I, 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 enjoy, I enjoyed the movie quite a bit. I, yeah. We've gotten stuff about how that how the original ending. I know we'll we'll probably get to that in a bit, like what the what the original ending of that film was supposed to be, and I'm curious about what that how that would have impacted the MCU going forward if we had. If we had gotten that version of it instead of what we did get, but I think what we did get is very interesting for reasons we are definitely going to talk about soon. Yeah, for sure. Um, I I'm just biased. I don't want to see fucking Paul Rudd get killed. Like, I just don't. I want, don't either. Don't, don't kill him. Like, I mean, if they got to for the story, fine. And like, maybe there's a a thing going on here, which I know. You started bringing up some uh, some interesting. I wouldn't say conspiracy theories, but some interesting points that maybe he didn't win like he thinks he did, based on some clues that we saw, um, and that he might be caught in essentially like a time loop or still stuck in the quantum realm. Um, kind of jump into that a little bit because you you were pointing that out and that was really kind of fascinating. Yes. Okay. 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 So, uh, I this it blew it blew my mind because literally someone mentioned this to me yesterday and the more i thought about it and then i went and rewatched 
that final scene, like that that final scene, because you know everything's on the internet now. Yep. Um. So I went in and found that that last little bit, and the more I think, the more I think about it, and the more others started to point things out about it. Um. Yeah, I'm like, oh wow, like I didn't even I didn't even realize that uh that that's the case. So like I'm a, I'm about to share something in the chat. Which is when you're watch when you're watching this uh, that final scene, and Scott is having that internal monologue. What freaks him out is not necessarily the color, but the fact that there are small subtle things that happen um, w during that scene that seem to indicate to him that like something isn't right. So, for example. Um, Scott freaks out at one point when we get the full-on shot of uh, the first woman in the in the purple, but it's not the woman in the purple that necessarily is freaking him out. It's the fact that right before that, he notices that the couple behind her already passed him just a few moments before. And so he's seeing the woman in the green shirt in front of like walking towards him, even though that already happened. And you can see in the screenshot where he, like that person's already behind him and how that would throw, how that would very clearly kind of uh, throw him off. And the, the thing that really gets highlighted all throughout this final sequence is all the purple and green that pops up in that scene. Or, or, or in that in that the, that final kind of uh, sequence of things, where Scott is is um, you know feeling like things aren't right, the purple balloons at the party and the green cake when he uh, he sees the I showed you the first woman with the uh, with the purple on. There's a, another one that pops up as well, and then so I, I watched something that uh, that brought up this point to me too. Maybe the reason Scott is feel is is feels very weird in how he's talking is because his dialogue in that scene has been scripted for him the same way he who remains scripted the MCU up till that point. And that Council of Kangs has him in this time loop saying these things to himself because it's scripted, but because he's interacted with Kang, he in that moment has some sort of like um there's some sort of like re like this uh like reality check of sorts where he's like this doesn't feel organic like this is my thought of me saying these things of well i beat him right of course we got that guy out of here and then also when i reread and re-listened to some of the dialogue there you could very clearly uh see interpret some of the the way that the sentences are worded as if kang the one of the kangs were saying this about the king that was exiled is now gone well it's a good thing he's gone right we got that guy out of here no reason to worry about it anymore and i found all that kind of really interesting because it, it definitely yeah cause it it, it it makes me as the viewer a little bit unsettled because it's like well what exactly is to come now if now we have another we already know we had a version of kang that was scripting mcu events yeah up to this point who's to say that it's not happening now yeah and 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 scott is just having a, a moment where he is seemingly kind of very aware because people were also comparing that final scene to like the truman show in which you have in the background like lots of just really odd behavior in terms of like people just really staring at scott in really weird ways um the fact that there's a on the side in one of the shots there's an ant-man uh like graffiti on the on the on the wall there but it's like how would that have how would that have gotten there that quickly in the aftermath of everything that happened with kang that's weird Especially because to this point, we've only really seen that for heroes that weren't there anymore, like Iron Man, Black Widow, Cap. So there's just a lot of really like odd 
stuff <laughs> that's popped up in that in that in that in that final sequence and you know i think you know the more you pay attention and it doesn't seem accidental that all this all that purple and green is just popping up you know while scott is very clearly unsure about what is even what is even happening and whether you know he should feel good about it like yeah that it, it feels very odd Wow, like fucking mind blown. Um, <laughs> I yeah, yeah it's, it's it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot yeah, now I want to I want to go back and watch it again now because now I'm curious. Um, I wow, I, I'm I'm really curious if like because if, if that's the case, then it, like you said, it's going to end up be it's going to end up being like um, Age of Ultron where it ends up being this way more important movie than it ever was before. Like yeah. where everybody was like, oh, um, whatever issue they were having with it. But like to, to, to be able to like add context to it and see like, oh, we were telling you that this is what's going on. So it's 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 going to be really interesting. Like I'm, I'm super excited about this, but like. And, um, and, and also yeah, think about like the the like the impact like the impact the impact of that and what that could mean because uh like i the the i don't know, i guess the view I, I don't remember if we stated it but like in you know in the in the original version of the script for this movie that leaked um a while ago scott and hope were supposed to get trapped in the quantum realm maybe they did and yeah but then it but, but it also begs the question of now like is this the worst option scott and maybe the others as well are all trapped in that loop and scott is really the only one who is aware who who might who might be the only person who is aware that like this doesn't feel natural like like how things are happening how people are responding to me now yeah it just it doesn't feel very natural especially with all the the purple and green that are that are popping up and obviously we know that that's not that it, it just it doesn't feel accidental that that's yeah. that that's happening. I um. First off, the fact that Scott ends up beating Kang when because Jonathan Majors was doing work, like <laughs> he like Kang was beating his ass like that. Yeah, like he had no business winning that fight. So I'm almost wondering if maybe it was all a put on. Like, oh, you yeah. beat me. Oh, no. Now I'm trapped in this, whatever that thing is, the little globe thing that glowed, yeah. like, now that it, like, blew up again. Yeah. Like, because notice he was right there next to it. So, like, it's entirely possible that him going to that, he, again, he knows what's going to happen. So he wanted that to happen so that he could yeah. get out of the quantum realm. Like, yeah. th there's so many possibilities with this. And it, and it wouldn't be the first time, like, we have we talked about the like that long running theory up that that kind of got confirmed in Loki about like Iron Man while he was trying figuring out time travel may have figured out something really weird and may have spotted what he thought may have been Kang doing some weird shit in the timeline and the reason that the events in in game happened the way they did is because kang orchestrated events in the timeline so that iron man had to die so that he could not warn the others about what he was planning but that would explain why his mask why, why there's only one in those 14 million whatever why there was only one where they won and the one where they won was the one where iron man had to die because he's the one who, who figured out time travel and people were referencing that when you if you screenshot or if you, if you pause during that uh, on that machine where you, they had all the coordinates, there were two coordinates on there that were not references to any like previous Marvel movie. Like it wasn't there wasn't reason for them as a for them to actually send somebody there to go because they would they wouldn't have been going for that also. And Tony's a pretty Tony's a pretty smart man. So I mean, if he did actually figure, if he did actually figure it out, um, he may have been able to say say something in the works about like 
because I think one of the one of the thing one of the places that was put on there would have been like an era where Ramatut uh, would have been uh, would have been, and I can't remember the other the other the other coordinates, but it was pretty much like a like a, a long running theory online that 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 like tone like Tony may have figured out that someone's playing around in the timeline when he figured out time travel and trying to figure out how to go to specific points. And it's through that that he figured out that something was off and he wanted to investigate a little bit more um, like once they finished, you know, uh, all the stuff with Thanos. But because of things being orchestrated the way they were to that point, like, yeah. And that, that kind of gets confirmed because he who reigns pretty much says that he orchestrated everything to get to this point. You think about how that version of Loki had to escape in order for the events of Loki to take place. Oh, that was also another thing too. The fact that he who remains mentioned a time loop, uh, a, a time loop once he got killed at the end of at the end of uh, at the end of that episode, where like a, a loop of him is all like he's always going to come back now that there's nothing stopping these other variants of Kang from getting out. Dude, if all of this stuff is tied together, like, um, <laughs> like it's gonna Lucky, be it's wild. It is, and like, if they end up pulling this off, like, like worth like the way you're describing, it's gonna be one of those things where I'm I'm already like I, I want to go back and watch this shit now because now I'm curious if if all of this is is really that well planned out. Well, I, I think I think we kind of know. It's like it really is one of those things that Marvel kind of like they gave. They gave themselves enough legroom that they can kind of retcon what some stuff meant, and the significance yeah. of certain, certain th like 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 Peter Parker being the the kid that uh, the Iron Man saves. Like we know that that wasn't the plan originally. Yeah, and I just I've never liked that idea. Yeah, I, I don't like it either. It's it's it doesn't it's add anything. Of, it doesn't add anything, and it 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 further closes off the universe. Yeah, it's it's up there with the you know, uh, there's a, a comic where a Batman comic where Hush ends up. Um, there's a flashback and Tommy Elliot, the guy who played who is Hush, has to go to therapy when he's a kid. And who's his therapist? Jonathan Crane, because there's only one working therapist in Gotham fucking city. Like you just <laughs> in the city of just millions, if not billions, <laughs> and of millions of people. Who are all fucked up? Like yeah. there's a lot of unstable people in Gotham, but you yeah you, you just end up further insulating your your story and your universe uh, from this kind of like big expansive thing to like oh you know you want to go to the you want to go to talk to a lawyer? Well, I guess we'll have to talk to Harvey Dent. Like come on, there's nobody else. There's nobody else practicing law. It just, yeah, it's, oh, it was Spider-Man. Or maybe he was just a kid. Like, not e everyone is significant because not everyone is significant. Like, it doesn't matter that this kid, you know, grows on to be a superhero. Like, maybe he's just interested in science and shit because he is. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be, oh, Iron Man saved his life. Like, it just, just stop. Not everything <laughs> has to be connected. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, thousand percent. Agreed. Like it is pretty ridiculous. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like uh, apparently everybody in the Star Wars universe. If you're not a Skywalker or a Palpatine or a Kenobi, then you don't fucking matter. Yeah, it's this, yeah. It's it's why um, things like um, Andor are, are so impactful to the Star Wars universe because you get other characters. Like the Mandalorian is important because you're seeing other people do shit. Like, yeah. Um, speaking of which, did you guys ever finish Andor? No, I, I never started it. God damn, both of you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I need. I do need to. I, was... I, do, I, do, I do. Yeah, I do need to. I do need to get around to it. Yeah. Um, I did MC though. I did finish uh, the most recent first half of you. I did finish that yeah. season. Yeah, we'll have to talk about. We'll have to do a part on that because uh, there you go. Yeah. yeah, and 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 the the last part of the season come out comes out exactly two weeks. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah, and there's some there's some interesting things that have come out in the news about that about like what Pet Badgley has said um, as far as like the future for that show. So yeah. 
Hey, look at that, folks. We're teasing other episodes on the network, the GGR Pirate Radio Network. There's so many different podcasts. We've got uh, this one. We've got At the Diner. We've got MC's uh, things that he does, which is uh, The Overflow. And then he's also got the uh, sports podcast that he does, uh, which is uh, GGR Postgame. We've got a Star Trek podcast. It is called FedCon, Federation Conversations that is hosted by one of our editors, Mariah Beachboard. I am a uh, contributor on that one, along with BJ Robinson. We've also got a video game podcast, The Gamer Den, hosted by our friend Russ. There's lots of great content out there for you for all of the podcasts that we have here at uh, The Great Geek Refuge, so check those out. Uh, But we're going to go ahead and wrap up this conversation about Ant-Man Quantumania. Um, What's next on the MCU's um, list? Like, what's coming up next? Uh, that's actually a really great question. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, because the thing, the thing is, um, a lot of stuff that was slated to come out, uh, has been pushed back. Uh, Marvel, uh, it turns out that article about Marvel, like reevaluating the volume of things they're releasing every year is something they're taking into account. And then you combine that with the fact that like, you know, like VFX artists have been complaining about how Marvel's terrible to work with because of the deadlines that they put people under in order to put these shows out. And now they're trying to essentially push things back so things have a more natural uh, time for people to be able to work on VFX for things and to actually um, get things out um, for this. So I'm actually not sure what else is coming. Is it? I don't think it's the Marvels. The Marvels comes out. At yeah, the Marvels end of is this year. in November. Um, as far as things that have a proper date, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is May fifth. That's right, Guardians. That's right. Okay, Guardians. There we go. And then, but before that, uh, as far as this, there's an article from Forbes from back in yeah. when does Loki come out? Well, that's the that's um, the, the that's the the rumor right now is. Secret Invasion will come out sometime in the spring, and Secret Loki Invasion will, spring. Uh, what if it will be fall? It does say what early twenty twenty three for for um, Secret Invasion, and then mid twenty twenty three Loki season two, and then Ironheart late twenty twenty three, and then Echo late twenty twenty three. Well, those but those two have been rumored to be pushed into twenty twenty four. Yeah, Echo. I mean, Echo could probably uh, come out sooner because that'll probably require a lot less in terms of effects as opposed to like Ironheart in which you'll have a, a suit, <laughs> a suit that you have to account for. Um, yeah. And yeah, actually, so... that, that's actually a good, um, that's, that's actually a good thing because there's a, there, there is a quote um, that I wanted to read to you guys to see how you guys feel about it. That is actually quite related to this. It's a, it's a quote, it's a tweet from uh, this Twitter account, Mastertainment. I think he's with New New Rockstars. His quote is this. I think the MCU needs more grounded projects to level out the more fantastical ones. It seems we're getting a lot of CG intensive sci-fi stuff, which I don't mind, but I think people love Cap and Iron Man movies because they feel like marvelous people in the real world. Marvelous people in the real world is still dope, but I think there needs to be more balance, more badasses in realistic settings. Also, going back to using practical suits whenever we can helps so much to aid realism. As good as CG can be, the human eye can usually tell when something isn't real, especially if it's in 4K. Um, as much as I love the new big TV screen tech for backgrounds or whatever, I feel like Hollywood is starting to overuse it like Star Wars prequels overuse green screen. I think these tools are dope to have, but I think we should use them less and go for the real feel like we used to. I do recognize the MCU is in a different place than it was in 2008, and Marvel comic, Comics universes, by their design, only get more and more fantastical over time. So I get why it's happening. I just think audiences want more Iron Man 1s and Cap 2s than Thor 4s. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how you can uh, make a critique of something without saying, I don't like it, it's bad. Like, you yeah. can articulate things without bashing them and like that's the biggest issue i had with with uh the critiques of quantum mania is it was just like it was bad it was boring it was this it was that and like did you guys see any issues with the um with the cg was, were there any issues that you that you jump you were like oh this doesn't look good or this looks dumb or this is bad or like because i've heard some people say that but I, they they don't give examples 
the only time it really called attention to itself for me where I was like, yeah, it does look great, was Darren Cross's face. But again, I don't think that was really the CG. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's just those proportions are always going to look fucking strange. Yeah. Um, yeah. Aside from that. that, there were definitely times it was like, that's green screen, because yep. it has to be. Um, yeah. So, like, it... I hadn't really thought about it until just now. Like, it, it, it gave me, like, uh, Star Wars prequels feels, where I'm like... It's obvious this isn't a set, and that's a bummer. It's it's calling attention to the fact that this is all being shot on green screen, and I don't I I don't care for that. Um, yeah. When you when it's 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 not necessarily it's it's not that it's it's, it's happened at ever. It's that it's when I can it, it makes me kind of stop and go, oh, this was done this way. Uh, more than likely, that's going to be a, a, a time where I'm like. Oh yeah, that's a bummer. But no, I don't think it was bad. I just think it was yeah. Like it's it's the it's the the cost of doing business for something like that yeah. in that kind of a, a a world and and situation. Yeah, I don't think anything necessarily like took me out of the movie. Necessarily, it wasn't like so noticeable and so that uh, it took it took it out it took it out. But um, yeah. It was. I, I thought it was fine. Even the stuff when when uh, they were giant. Like I thought. I thought even that stuff was fine. Yeah. Oh, I, I was. We were ready to wrap up, but we got more. Um, I fucking love when he's giant and he's just trashing shit and he's like calling Kang out. He's like, "You gave me your word." I'm like, "Fuck yeah, Scott Lang, let's do this shit." Like he was wrecking shit like kang was throwing all of those ships at him they're shooting lasers and all sorts of other shit and he was like nope i'm i'm fucking you up because you promised me my daughter if i did what you said like that was i really liked that and like um peyton reed even said i was reading a quote from him that said that he wanted a tonal shift for this movie like when they were writing the script it was in the article that you had sent me mc that like Mm -hmm. he was looking for something different so like i thought this was tonally different but than the other two Ant-Man. And that's not a bad thing. But, like, it also still had some of the elements that made Ant-Man good. It was funny. It was quirky. Yeah. Like, but it was also weird. Yeah. And, like, that's what this is supposed to be. This with this... Yeah. I can't remember exactly the way they described it, but they said that when they did this particular... Um, version when they did this particular um, phase, that it was going to be more off-the-wall shit. Yeah. And, and honestly, I found I, I forgot to say this earlier. Like, I, I think the comedy in this hit a lot better than like Thor four. Oh yes. Than what they what they were what they were trying to do in Thor four. Like there were still like moments in this where I was like, all right, yeah, they, they clearly put this in because they needed to have a joke to kind of break from the chaos of everything uh, uh, happening. But I found I just found that part of it to be uh, much better than Thor four, which also for me I guess kind of served as a a reminder that like marvel still can do humor really well when they when they, yeah. when they want to it's not as over mm-hmm. the top as thor 4 and um we you know we got some stuff in wakanda forever but like that that movie obviously was dealing way more with grief and uh some other things that comedy wasn't as big of a part of it but marvel can still be fun you can still you know be funny and and uh you know do and, and have projects that do it well um and, and and yeah um, I, I i i really enjoyed this movie i just i don't i i some of the stuff i just i don't really get yeah um when he says the the fucking line rambo talked about how like imposing kang is when he says the line are you the one with the hammer and he goes, yes, no, we get line. confused. And he looks at him, he goes, I don't know, you've killed so many of you, you all blur together. I was like, Jesus Christ. He, like, it's, it's just, it's such a, uh, um, he's so calm and it's so, oh, yeah. like, it's not even said to be rude. It's a genuine question of like, yeah. Um, remind me again, you are, yeah. And he, like the delivery is so good, and yeah. and the and and then when Modok starts talking, and he just yeah. so casually kind of like gen- gestures his hand, and yeah. Modok is suddenly like frozen. Yeah, like <laughs> oh god damn it, it's so fucking good. Yeah, like yeah, 
And he says, oh, you're an Avenger. Have I killed you before? Have I killed like, you before? Fuck. Like... And that, that sticks out because I remember when people went to CinemaCon in April last year and that they got to see the what eventually became the first trailer for this movie but the first trailer that the public got had that scene didn't have that scene in it yeah everyone was quoting that line that kang kang asking scott have i killed you are you an avenger have i killed you before like fucked up very <laughs> jesus chilling, very chill, yeah very yeah. chilling i just say, want like, one very- i kill avengers <laughs> <laughs> Two, I kill so many Avengers, I don't even keep track. I can't even keep track of them anymore. That's fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus yeah, Christ. he's he's gonna be so good. Like he's gonna be such a good villain. Um, I want to see, I want to see that. Like I know it's we're probably I don't know if we will, but I want to see him just wreck shit. I want to see him fucking kill all of the Avengers. I want to see that. Like there's a there's a like I want to see them lose. I mean, we got to see them lose the last time uh, against Thanos, but like I kind of want to see these variants and see how it all happens because I'm sure that we're going to get like full explanations on how all this shit works and how it all fits together. But like it's just so much and like with all the different timelines and all the different time travel and the multiple realities, like it's just like I wouldn't say it's confusing. It's just going to be it's a lot. And like to tie it all together, it's gonna have to be done pretty, pretty artfully. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, well, it, that is going to happen because the director, the director did say like for all, for all the stuff that they ultimately did not use uh, for this, for this movie, in particular, he's also writing Kang Dynasty, and and he said that like. Uh, here, uh, the the uh, his exact quote um, certainly is up in the air, but I think for these bloodthirsty fans, there's a little there's a little movie called Avengers: The Kang Dynasty where I think he'll bring the heat. Hell yeah! And <laughs> and yeah, and and there are already rumors that he refused to confirm or deny about like whether about whether or not we will see Avengers die in that movie. It would, I mean, it just makes perfect sense to have them getting just fucking bodied left and right. Particularly when you have a story where you can just run it back over and over and over again. And, and And the thing is too, when you think about it, Going into see like going into Secret Wars, regardless of who you kill off, you can always have other versions of them that show up in the next movie. Mm-hmm. So it's not even like you're getting rid of them for good. Anyone is on the table as far as the death in Kang Dynasty. Anyone can die because yep. you can always bring another another variant of them back for for uh, Secret Wars. That's gonna that that's gonna be really. I'm I'm very excited for that. Yeah. I'm mad we're gonna have to wait three years for that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be good shit. And just getting to see him just act his face off. Cause next we get to see him as Victor Timely later this year in, in uh season two of Loki. Yeah, so. well and, and apparently uh there's a lot of talk saying that like we're just gonna we're that he's gonna be in like a lot of this phase. We're gonna see a lot of him just showing up and shit. Like there's a there's a rumor that came out today about him potentially being in Shang Chi Shang Chi too. Wow. And and him and him. There was something that came out about someone trying to draw a connection between him and the Ten Rings, as far as like their powers and how they work. I didn't I didn't I didn't actually read it, um, but hmm. it is interesting. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I'd be really curious to see what exact what exactly that is. But yeah, I I I would I want to see more of him in just whatever. Like we if we do end up getting a Moon Knight season two, you know we 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 had a tease for Ramatut on the back of that guy's coat, like maybe pop up there. Oh fuck! Like <laughs> how crazy would that shit be, man? Like they're 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 the the great thing, and like where like where's Iron Lad gonna show up? Yeah. Like I like there's a lot of there's there's a lot and who's gonna play Iron Lad at that? Like yeah. there's a lot of really interesting um, interesting things um, 
coming up, and I'm 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 very excited to see. I just know, thought of um. I thought of the George Lopez show whenever uh, they would do a flashback to when he was a kid and it would be like a little kid's body, but with George Lopez's big ass head on it. Christ. And like just doing that with with Iron Lad, <laughs> just like have somebody else's body, but Jonathan Major's big ass adult head on it. <laughs> like, <laughs> or just him, just him be, pretending he's like 15. Everybody else is like, wow, you're in really good shape. Oh yeah, you know, between high school courses. Fellow children, kind of, oh, yeah. kind of betrays the uh, reveal <laughs> of who Iron Lad is. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. There's probably. Yeah. I guess no, because now I guess they'll do the same thing that they did with Kang, where all the people who pretend like they know everything about um, these characters. Like, oh, I love this character. You don't know who the fuck this is. Like, shut up, nerd. Like, yeah. It's so funny that I think I've mentioned this before. It's so funny to think that there are people who are lying about their knowledge of comic books now. Whereas when I was in high school, you had to hide your knowledge of comic books because you might get beat up otherwise. Like, it's kind of awesome to see it flip. Oh, I've yeah, loved this that's... character forever. Oh, yeah. What's his real name? Uh, uh, uh Kang, obviously. Old <laughs> uh, kindly. Yeah, I just, uh, I just, actually, I just got reminded of something that, that, uh, that someone mentioned uh, in this movie in particular, which is that in all of the scenes where they very clearly de-aged Michelle Pfeiffer, that Jonathan didn't get the same treatment to highlight the fact that he is a man at the time and he's yeah. going to look the same every time you see him. Mm -hmm. I thought that was, a, that was a cool little subtle subtle thing they did. That is kind of cool, yeah. Um, yeah it's gonna be good shit I'm, I'm really excited so next up we got um guardians um guardians, yeah in invasion May. at some point yeah and then what if season two is supposedly supposed to come out early this year too but i don't know if that got pushed back or not i i thought that that was the the because that article in the hollywood reporter really only highlighted secret invasion and loki as the only two that they're like confirmed confirmed to come out this year okay yeah so they they highlight this right here Sources tell The Hollywood Reporter that Loki Season 2 and the Samuel L. Jackson-led Secret Invasion are the only sure bets to debut this year. Even projects that wrapped months ago, such as the uh, such as Echo and Ironheart, are unlikely to arrive in 2023 as the studio spreads out its content and tinkers in post-production. And shows in development, such as Nova, are now on a slower path. Which is honestly, like, not a bad idea. Like... We're all we love content, but there's so much of it out right now that we don't need it like tripping over it yeah, themselves. Like we can pace it out it, it is the way I feel, you know. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Let them all breathe a little bit, you know, like. Especially if you yeah. have so many done, you really can just really pace this out. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and wrap it up, guys. Um, thanks, fellas, as always. I appreciate you. MC Brooks, appreciate you. James Rambo. Appreciate you as well. Um, all you wonderful listeners out there, we love you. We appreciate you too. Thank you so much for making this wonderful thing that we do so much fun. Uh, we'll be back soon uh, with more episodes. So stay tuned. And remember, together, folks, there are no heights that we can't reach. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy! <laughs>